Welcome to Products to Profits with Sarah J. Cross, the podcast for creative product fempreneurs who want to play a bigger game and upscale their business. This week's episode is brought to you by the Creative Product Institute. It's time to scale your business to the next level, stop wearing all the hats, and get the business and life balance that you dream of. Head to sarahjcross.com for more information. So welcome to the show. I'm Sarah J. Cross, and I'm here to support you on your journey to becoming a successful product business owner with tips, strategies, and stories to support and guide you through the good times and the challenges of running a product-based business. Today on the show, we're talking to Anna, and Anna is a specialist in uh, anxiety coaching and treating anxiety disorder, trauma, and panic for women using body-based holistic practices to support clients in coming home to themselves and rewriting narratives. Welcome, Anna. Thank you so much, Sarah. I'm super excited to be with you on this show. It's lovely to have you. And um, just chatting um, before we started the recording, and I wanted you to tell me just for our listeners to know how it is that you came to be to be an anxiety coach. <laughs> so it's a pretty exciting and interesting story, actually. I was in a um, my kind of pivotal moment in my life, I guess, was when I was in a roller coaster accident when I was ten years old. Um, both me and my sister were pretty badly injured, and it's a one in a twenty five million chance that you're going to be in a roller coaster accident. So I, I count myself as lucky because it really very, changed the, very lucky <laughs> changed the trajectory of my life and. Um, from that point onwards, mental health had never even crossed my mind as a 10-year-old. I, I was a happy-go-lucky kid, um, but I was kind of plunged into this state of feeling like I'd lost a part of my childhood, a lost a part of myself. I, I didn't know how to communicate what was going on in my head. I had some pretty dark thoughts coming up and and my family was also thrust into this very traumatic experience and they didn't quite know how to navigate that with two kids that were mm. struggling with this big event that had happened. Mm. So for me, I became a very rebellious teenager. I spent a lot of my, my teen years anxious and depressed um, and until I was about 23 years old where I, I was absolutely fed up. I had to make a decision like, do I want to be here anymore? Is this something that I can continue on doing in my life? just kind of surviving each and every day. Um, And that was, again, another turning point in my life where I decided to take back a bit of control, empower myself to make decisions, to do dig a little bit deeper and find um, tools and resources and strategies that worked for me. Um, Mm. So that's where my business kind of grew out of is my own journey and seeing Mm. what does and doesn't work and not always going with the status quo of traditional talk therapy is sometimes a really powerful shift for many people as well. Mm, amazing and I mean you know it is a really sort of um, impressionable age being at 10 and then to have to go through you know physical and mental trauma you know I mean you said that you had you you guys both had you and your sister had fairly extensive injuries yeah yeah for sure my sister had um, a fractured spine and I had a bruised heart lacerated spleen dislocated shoulder um, all sorts of fun stuff but the the heart was the biggest problem um, for me because it it 
it meant I was a very active kid and it meant that I wasn't allowed to do any sport. I was barely even allowed to walk. I was in a wheelchair mm-hmm. for a while for fear that my heart was going to, to yeah. um, just keep increasing in the heart rate. So it took away a lot of that in like that independence that you're just starting to get and realize when you're 10 years old. Um, it also took me out of school. And so it felt like all of my friends were kind of moving forward with their friendships. And I mm. kind of was the weird kid that almost died in a roller coaster accident as well. So it was yeah. really, really difficult to come back into that space yeah. and feel a part of things when you, yeah. first, you also don't know how to communicate what's happened to you at 10 years old to other no, people. Um, no. So yeah, super disruptive event that, that occurred. Yeah. At 10 years. Terrible accident. And it's um, yeah, it's, it's like you said, one in 25 million chances of something like that happening. But um, you know, I guess it's about sort of being equipped and people don't know um, you know, what the aftermath can be until sometimes later later down the track no one's prepared for something like that are they no parent would be prepared uh, for something so horrible to think of I've got two of my own children and the thought of them being both injured so badly in one accident is just it'd be your worst nightmare a hundred percent and also I think it, it it made me realize how much we don't have these conversations from such a young age about communicating mental health and Mm. and having a really open and honest conversation because when certain thoughts would pop into my head I started to think oh my god I'm there's something terribly terribly wrong with me I'm broken now that this event Mm. has happened to me and Mm. I was scared to communicate that for fear that I would look weird or emotionally Mm. weak so it Mm. brought up like this whole now in my my business my whole mission is to start these conversations younger and younger and to be able to completely break the taboo around mental Mm. health because it does create such a barrier to having those open conversations amongst family members and people that you feel safe with Mm. um, at that age when you don't quite have the vocabulary to Mm. to express Express it yeah yeah absolutely so Anna, what would you recommend to women in business who are feeling really overwhelmed that's a great question and I I had to think about this and I think Definitely doing away with the shoulds. I think we, it's so easy to pile on tasks onto your plate in business, especially mm-hmm. when you're starting out, right? Like being busy is actually a, a, a very active coping me- mechanism that's a survival response, right? So mm-hmm. when we're not doing anything, we think, oh my God, my business is going to fail. I need to be doing something. So we pile mm-hmm. all these tasks onto our plate, but they're not moving the needle forward. So we think, mm-hmm. I should be doing all of these things. So stripping away all of the shoulds that you think that you should be doing yeah focusing on the the things that actually move the needle and sometimes that takes a a a moment to step back and actually Mm. look at like what are the money-making tasks in my business Mm. how can I create a community how can I engage and and just focusing on those things and getting really comfortable with having some downtime being Mm. bored allowing your creativity to come through um a really good practice for this is to just have a list every day and you're only allowed to put five things on that list because I know mm. some people's to-do lists are like are very so, long. Yeah, yes, so, so I know. Long. Yes. <laughs> so if you have And five that can things, cause overwhelm, can't it? When you look at that list and you think, oh, I hardly got through any of those things today. <laughs> A hundred percent. Or you could be like me who writes down things that I've already done on my list just so I can tick them off. <laughs> yeah. 
But if you have five things on your list and the top three are the things that are absolute top priority and then the the next two are just bonuses, it Mm. it allows you to feel so much more accomplished in your day Mm. because you have gotten the tasks out of the way that actually need to be done, which are often the ones that we don't need to do. But Mm. really stripping away everything and going back to basics is always a good place to start because we can get so caught up in the the tiny tasks. So I'm doing things that are in my business that's not really true. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And sometimes people sort of say, oh, I've got no time or I'm too busy or I'm too busy and overwhelmed to do certain things. But it's usually if they looked at what they were actually doing. I mean, social media is sort of a rabbit hole that if you start looking or comparing or, um, you know, following, you can get lost down that rabbit hole for a long time. And that's not really productive use of your time. It's not income generating time, is it? And letting go as well, I think, because women naturally are very good at multitasking but I think that it just means that you can be just more busy and spinning your tires rather than actually achieving and and actually really sort of moving the needle like you said and and being productive and getting getting through what you need to do yeah and ticking it off yeah it's it's really interesting that you bring up multitasking because I was actually reading a study the other day because we think that we can multitask but the reality is there's no such thing as multitasking. You're either focusing on one thing, and but your attention is given to something else as well, which is yeah. you're not actually completing the task to its highest standard. Mm. And so some, and I think what you just said, like getting really honest with how you're spending mm. your time is so, so important. Mm. Um, turning off notifications for social mm. media whilst you're in business hours is a really mm. good way of just having blocked time out to do yeah. certain tasks too. Um, it's really, I think we can lie to ourselves constantly as well. We're like, mm. no, I'm, I'm not on my phone that much, or I, I'm not scrolling that much, or I'm not doing X, Y, Z that much. But when mm. you get your screen time at the end of the week, mm. you're like, oh, you get like a screen report. You think, oh, it's up like four hours. This week. Or, I've been doing, you know, I think, yeah, it is about sort of making the best use of your time. And, you know, for me, I, I coach creative women and 95% of them are all mums. So mm. they're juggling. Uh, the juggle is real. You know, yeah. they're raising babies and children and um, building businesses. Yeah, yeah, totally. So it's really, really, really important to be able to prioritise what it is that needs to be done so you are productive and that you're not doing tasks that could easily be outsourced. Yeah. And I think it's important to, to figure out what those tasks are as well. Like, especially mm-hmm. when you start business, you, you don't actually know what the tasks are that you need mm-hmm. to do sometimes. Mm-hmm. So getting really clear of like where you want to take your business will drastically reduce feeling overwhelmed because you actually have a step-by-step process that you can put into actionable steps that you can yes, take. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So how does mental health affect the results we get in our business? So in so many ways, in so many Mm. ways, your business is really an extension of you, your personality and and your mental health. And that translates to how you show up, how confident you are, how confident you feel in selling, how authentic Mm. you feel in front of the camera. All of those different types of things are a mirror of how mentally well you're feeling in your day-to-day life. But also in other ways, like physically, how well you're feeling, right? Anxiety and mental health issues can show up in a number of physical Mm -hmm. symptoms like fatigue, brain fog, gut health issues, headaches, migraines 
emotions. So it's more than just the thoughts that are coming into your head. Mm. It's it's also the physical side of your mental health and, and mental health is physical health. Mm. So when you take care of your body and you're taking care of your mental health daily, it has to be a priority every single day because mm. it is a, a complete a mirror image of what you're mm. putting out into the world. And that is yeah. where people buy from right they want mm. your energy they want that, yeah. that characteristic like um traits that you put out into the world that's where people buy from so mm. if you're feeling confident in yourself then that will also show across into your business yeah. as well yeah absolutely and so what are the common a- anxiety symptoms that women in business could be experiencing Yes. So we just touched on a few of them before. Brain fog is a huge one, right? Mm. And I think not many people really kind of see that as a symptom of anxiety, like uh, short-term memory loss, uh, getting confused or stuck on a task, Mm. those types of things. Not being able to do the things that make like achieving something and then also not feeling satisfied with that achievement. Mm. That's a huge one. And what about decision-making? Is that a is that another sort of anxiety symptom, you know, when someone just simply feels too stressed to make a decision? Totally. And, and they yeah. go back and forth, back and forth, and then they can't actually, they, they feel like they need to speak to a lot of people to try and get the answer. Yeah, and that's a really interesting one because anxiety is a really great uh master of disguising that it it doesn't trust your inner authority it doesn't trust Mm. that inner voice in your head and and the more that we listen to the anxious thoughts the more that we second guess our gut instincts and Mm. our decision making process and Mm. so the foundation of that is really owning that you trust yourself and a really beautiful way to start rebuilding that self-trust so that you feel like you're backing yourself in these decisions Mm. is to just choose one small promise that you can keep with yourself a day because Mm. that really mitigates the I need to have a sounding board to make sure that I'm making the right decision so if for example you started with like I'm going to drink a glass of water every morning and you just start with that one tiny promise with yourself because how often have we said I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow and we don't or (laughs) (laughs) and and every time we do this they might not seem like big deals but Every time we break those promises with ourselves, it signals to our subconscious mind, we don't trust what we're saying. This is the storyline where Anna says she's going to do something, but she doesn't end up doing it. And it will actively reinforce that storyline. So it makes it harder to make decisions and follow through Mm. with actions as well. Mm. So self-trust is a big one and decision-making a a big one as well. Yeah. some other some other really common symptoms are gut issues like gut motility, uh, constipation, diarrhea, bloating, gas, all of those different mm. kind of uncomfortable and icky mm. things are also can be a sign of um, anxiety and anxiety symptoms because when we're in the fight or flight response, we're diverting away from our gut, from our extremities we're diverting away our resources to our bigger muscle groups. So your gut Mm. is not digesting food. It's not taking Mm. up nutrients. It's not functioning optimally because Mm. we want to be prepared for whatever's uncertainties ahead of us. Right. Yeah. So a lot of gut issues come up and that can cause Mm. so much discomfort, obviously. Um, So I think that's a really big one that a lot of people don't really realize can be a a symptom and and also a bit of chicken and egg gut issues Uh, can lead into anxiety as well. Yeah. 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 
And also there's the mental aspects of anxiety, like overthinking, intrusive negative thoughts, self-doubt, fear, lack Mm. of sleep or disturbed sleep. Um, Mm. These are all anxiety symptoms that you might see pop up in your business journey. Mm. Um, Business is a great place to have all these symptoms pop up in because it kind of forces you to take notice of these things rather than just overlooking them and trying to push Mm. past them um, because you can see the power in 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 taking notice and being better each and every day because your business is that extension of you yeah oh absolutely I couldn't agree more like especially with what you just mentioned about the sleep Um, my husband and I were fortunate to take a take a a week up in the sunshine coast in between all the lockdowns that have been (laughs) happening and and we had the sound of the wave crashing where we stayed it was a beautiful balcony and it must have been the salt air, maybe the cocktails we were having, but we slept like 10 hours on average, <laughs> 11 hours. And I realised then like we were pretty sleep deprived, you know, yeah. we've we've been working really hard. We've gone through a house move and, you know, done a, a sea change this year and there'd been a lot of sort of emotional stresses that are going on. It wasn't until we actually stopped <laughs> and allowed ourselves to unwind that we just had these amazing sleeps. Maybe it was the salt air, but I think the need for sleep and enough sleep is just a basic human need to function. And I think a lot of people underestimate if they're not getting good sleep, um, if they're getting disturbed sleep or they're not going to bed at an early enough time and still getting up and doing everything with family and business, you can actually get yourself very, very run down and it can show in ways like, you know, obviously come out with anxiety issues or health Mm. gut issues. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And sleep, like you said, is super underrated. And Mm. especially kind of in the hustle culture of the Western Mm. world, we're very much like, I'll sleep when I'm dead and we we sacrifice (laughs) our sleep so much. But sleep is one of the biggest indicators for longevity, for healthy Mm. aging, for uh, Mm. dementia and all sorts of autoimmune conditions. Mm. The the minimum sleep that you should be getting as an adult is seven hours and 20 minutes a night, Mm. but that's the absolute minimum. So if you're only Mm. getting the absolute minimum every night, then you're you're constantly bringing on inflammation in your body. You're constantly Mm. diverting resources to keep you awake and and, and having coffee and eating junk food and that stuff as well. So sleep is definitely a huge one. Yeah. Yeah. And then you look for things to help wake you up and stimulate you yeah like chocolate or um you know sort of sugary foods or coffee caffeine's a big one I I think you know if I haven't had a good night's sleep I'm reaching for coffee um a couple of times the next day but then I can't drink it after a certain time in the afternoon or or else I stay awake all night (laughs) yeah it is actually I love it but it actually I think I had a like a recently um tiramisu which is my favorite dessert and obviously it's made with soaked in coffee I was awake like wide awake that night and I was as much as I was trying to get to sleep I was thinking oh why did I have it so late (laughs) and um it really does you know does uh, some people are sensitive I've never been able to understand going out for dinner and being with friends and they'll order you know a cappuccino or a shot of espresso and it's like 11 o'clock nearly bedtime and I've been thinking if that was me I'd be awake till 6am I can't do it (laughs) yeah some people aren't really that sensitive to it but um yeah I think um it's all about trying to I think sleep is just a basic just such a uh, overlooked over underrated um 
necessity that you have to have in order for your body to repair and rest and rejuvenate. It's the only time that you can switch your mind off if you've got a busy mind. Yeah. 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 So what would you recommend to women who are experiencing these symptoms of, you know, anxiety and maybe feeling that overwhelmed, stressed out, that they're Mm -hmm. hustling really hard? Yeah, I guess the first important thing is to actually notice these symptoms in Mm. the first place. As humans, Mm. we're so good at powering through and just kind of seeing them as normal, a normal part Mm. of life when they really don't have to be. And sometimes it's not until you're on the other side of them that you realize, Mm. oh, I was feeling pretty crappy beforehand. Once you've actually noticed them, it's really easy to become critical of yourself as well. So Mm. it's important that we start to reframe some of these symptoms and beliefs and thoughts that come up Mm. with a bit more self-compassion. So all of these symptoms and thoughts are messages that you can interpret as a failure or you can interpret as a thank you for giving me this message. Now I can actually enact in a way that's going to be empowering for myself. So yeah. it's, it's really important to see anxiety, not as a downfall, but as a survival response. And we all have survival responses and that's a beautiful thing, right? Mm. So even reframing them as this is a survival response that is designed to keep me safe immediately negates any shame or guilt mm. that we have around having these kind of thoughts or feelings. And that that's a really big part of it because when we pile shame and guilt on top of Mm. the already impending feelings that we have, it's Mm. really difficult to dig yourself out of that. So it's Mm. really important to notice them um, and then allow yourself to take a holistic response to those things that are coming up, right? So everyone's going to have a different way of dealing with their own mental health, things that they really like doing, things that they don't like doing. Mm. Be a crazy science scientist and experiment on yourself. Allow yourself to try things and not like them and move on to the next thing. So Mm. when you're experiencing anxiety, it's not just happening in your mind. It's also happening in your nervous system, in your body. And I I love Bessel van der Kolk and he's the author of The Body Keeps the Score. And I think there's such a beautiful message that your body remembers Mm. um, experiences, fears, and it will react accordingly when it thinks it's in a similar situation. So Mm. it's really important to notice that if you're activated or in a sympathetic dominant state, how you can regulate your nervous system with your body and your mind coming Mm. together. So some really simple ways to do this are deep belly breathing, uh, low, long inhales and exhales into the lower belly. And this can take some practice because we're sometimes we're so used to breathing into our chests up really high, mm, but putting yeah. both of your hands on your lower belly, breathing through your nose, feeling your belly kind of expand outwards like mm. a balloon and then allowing it to slowly drop back down is a beautiful practice. Um, mm. One of my favorite things to do for people when they're feeling anxious is to use shaking. So Taylor Swift said it best, shake it out. It's a somatic movement. Mm. That is a natural natural fear response that we have is to shake, right? When you get scared or you Ah, get a fright and this helps complete and expel the kind of uh, fight or flight response that we might be having. Mm -hmm. So I shake every morning when I get out of bed, just pop up, bounce around on my, my, uh, the balls of my toes, shake my hands and arms out just to get rid of any kind of like stagnant energy that's sitting around there. It's a really fun way to do it. You could pop some music on, have a dance. 
yeah. 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 So breathing is probably like the, the, again, another underrated thing that will change your life. If you learn to breathe correctly through your nose mm. and into your lower belly, because that's your window into your parasympathetic nervous system. Um, shaking is another beautiful way to just release some of that energy, even having a break during your day, when you're doing your business to have a, a stand up, shake it all out and to mm. just feel you can kind of shake for a minute or until you just feel like you're done shaking as yeah. well. But it's I like the idea of putting a bit of music on it and actually doing that, you know, like playing it for a song at least a couple yeah. of minutes yeah. and, um, and just is uplifting. And yeah. obviously breath, breath work, I mean, being able to um, belly breathe, I mean, there's some things that you can learn in like yoga, for instance, or meditation of using breath work to relax your your mind yeah so yeah so powerful and underrated like sleep and breathing like they're two <laughs> things that we do daily yeah. but they, they can actually help so much totally and and sometimes I think we get caught up in like I want to do the biggest like hardest thing it's like we have these really really powerful tools that might seem oversimplified but if you master those things mm. in your life it can be life-changing transformative all of the cliched words that I can throw yeah. at it but yeah they're really important parts of it yeah and so, Anna, how, do, how does food, hydration, sleep and other lifestyle factors play into our mental health? Yeah, so I, I think this is something that we're starting to just learn more and more about. And it's important to understand that your mental health is your health. So the, the state of your gut, the state of your body, your physical body is a reflection and going to, to show up in your mental health as well. And so food-wise, your gut and your brain are in constant communication. There's a bi-directional line of communication through your gut and your brain, through the vagus nerve, uh, through all of the different immune responses that we have. Um, over 90% of your serotonin is created in your gut. And that's a really important neurotransmitter mm. in feeling happiness, joy, connection, um, centered and calm as well. And that's created in your gut and um, dopamine, GABA and more neurotransmitters that are also created in your gut and play a big role in your mental health as well. Mm. And when you eat foods that, that create inflammation, so lots of sugar, highly processed foods, seed oils, things like that, you not only limit the neurotransmitters being created and transported to your brain, but you also can cause chronic inflammation, um, which means that your energy is being directed elsewhere to your immune system. Mm. So your body thinks you're under constant attack, which puts you mm. into fight or flight response. Mm. So it's this constant um, monitoring and understanding how your body works and, and understanding that you actually do have the power to pretty quickly change the state that you're in by mm. how you're hydrating and eating and looking after yourself. So hydration's mm. a really interesting one because mm. we all we all know that we're meant to drink well enough water. Yeah. To Eight glasses of water. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But but hardly anyone does it. And I'm the first to say that most of the time I, I get to bedtime I'm like, did I drink any water today? Yeah. I'm a bit thirsty now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And every single cell in your body needs water to function properly. So again, when you're dehydrated, you're literally operating at suboptimal level. Um, also, the brain can interpret dehydration as a danger or a threat, mm. and which can trigger anxious feelings as well. So mm. it's just about creating a really beautiful homeostatic, so just baseline level for your body to hum along in. 
skin, um, which will help your mental health really shine through. So and we talked about sleep before as well, but all yeah. of these things are really, really tied into one another. And I think yeah. say like understand that mental health is your health. Mm. So everything mm. that you put into your body, the makeup that you wear, everything that is in mm. your environment, this all is part of your mental health. It's not one yeah. thing and the other. They come together yeah. beautifully. Yeah. Mm. And it'll be really fabulous as, you know, after this sort of pandemic has passed. Um you know, there will be a much greater need for mental health um, support and therapy because it's obviously impacted people's lives on so many different levels, not just mm. financially. Um, you know, people have lost businesses, people have lost jobs, um, and it's, you know, brought, I think, the, the, um, the Beyond Blue have said that they've never had, you know, so many people calling um, mm. to discuss people who are feeling despair and anxiety and stressed. Yeah. Um, so there has to be less stigma and more openness about it being, like you said, overall health. It's, you know, if it's not physical, then people think it's sort of something to be ashamed of yeah. that you you might actually have sort of something going, going on mentally, emotionally, mm. that it does impact on your health. You know, when yeah. you're, you're depleting your, your body, um, and working in a, like in that sort of, um, when your body's releasing so much cortisol and adrenaline, it's going into that sort of protective, like fear or, or flight mode. Um, and you can't function like that. No. I have I have functioned like that in my former business because it was a, a very big successful business with a lot of staff. And I was, I started it in my mid twenties and it was a highly seasonal business because um, pretty much like 60% of my 60, yeah, 60 percent of my yearly revenue was just rolled into one month of the year. <laughs> that would so have been crazy. <laughs> it was insane. It was a corporate gift, corporate gift camper business. So there was just a lot of stress to make sure that, um, you know, we were able to fulfill orders that were, you know, um, big ticket amounts there was a lot of money riding on things a lot of pressure riding on things and I think in that 10 years that I had the business my second autoimmune issue um, surfaced mm. and I was really really burnt out by the time I sold the business at the 10-year mark I'd had my first child who was two and I got diagnosed with um, postnatal depression mm. which is not something I probably talk about again people don't talk about mental health as much as they should but it's you know um I sort of had gone from you know running something that was just so incredibly it was it was great it was a fabulous business um and it was it was sort of something I got so used to feeling that it was almost like a bit of a drug yeah. of having so much adrenaline but it actually did a lot of long-term damage to my health mm. to my physical health yeah. and then obviously um, when I sold the business at the 10 year mark, that was when I really fell in a heap. Yeah. Um, because I think I had allowed myself to stop and, and then it kind of hit hard. Yeah. So I think that if anyone is feeling, um, like they're battling their way through, and I remember going to the GP and I knew I wasn't feeling great, but I went to the GP for 
I don't know, something else, a script or a pap smear or something. And she must have said, and how are you? And then I burst into tears. (laughs) And she's like, okay, I think we might just run through some questions here. And I think she could see the signs that I'd been holding it together for so long and and kept putting on a really brave face Mm. to sort of probably, um, I'm very good at pushing past the pain barriers of, working I am a bit of a workaholic so I have a tendency to just keep working and just pushing everything down yeah yeah and that's so common as women as well right like we have like you said you've got your mum hat on your business hat on you've got all Mm. different sorts of fingers in the pies and you can't allow a part of yourself that sometimes we are scared of letting other people Mm. into show Mm. for fear that it's going to tear down all of the other parts of ourselves yeah. as well yeah exactly because yeah. you're sort of worried that if you're not going to sort of get a grip of that which mm-hmm. sometimes you can't get a grip of things you know that's the thing that I, I mean I was going to ask you like when is it time for if you're feeling you know like things are just spinning out of control and you just hold hanging in there when is it time to reach out is it is it sort of to go and see your GP like I did you know where I sort of um was then diagnosed with uh, postnatal depression. And and that was actually at a point I think I might have had my second child when that happened. So I was probably suffering that for a lot longer because um, mm. my my oldest son was two. Mm. Um, so I really had kept squashing things down. So when would you say you should actually go and seek support? Always, I think, mm. honestly, it's if you're even if you're feeling good, like your mental health is your wealth, it's mm. it should always be a top priority to pay attention and create really holistic practices, lifestyle mm. choices that are going to fulfill a really balanced mental health space. Mm. But on top of that, like if you're starting to feel isolated, although mm. your thoughts or symptoms are disrupting your day to day life. Or even if you're finding that you're not not enjoying the things that you would normally. So if you really love going for, to the beach, for example, with your family and you get to the beach and you're like, I just can't enjoy this. I, mm. my, my mind's elsewhere. That's a good time to, to take a look and say like, okay, well, what needs to shift here? How can I get the support that I need? Yeah. Um, switching off is a really, mm. and I'm sure when you were running your, your very successful but crazy sounding business, it would have been when you're relaxing, it feels like you're doing something wrong, right? There's almost I felt not, guilty. Yeah, yeah, there's no off switch, right? Mm. And so I think that's a, a really good indicator to reach out that when you're trying to sit still and you can't, you're fidgeting, you feel guilty, your mind's racing. That's mm. that's a telltale sign that that you're running on cortisol and adrenaline, that you're in fight mm. or flight response and that things do need to shift mm. for the better. Um, and you don't need to do it alone. I think people, and and you touched on it quite a lot there, uh, this feeling of guilt around not doing things, but also not knowing how to navigate the feelings themselves or dismissing them, avoiding them, pretending that we're okay. This Mm. is such a normal response. And I I don't know whether it's like uniquely a Western thing that we're, we're less likely to want to show some form of I'm using air quotations weakness. Yeah. Um, Like your mental health isn't a dirty word. Anxiety is not a dirty word. These are things that are part and people throw them around really flippantly But when a push comes to shove, if you're actually experiencing anxiety or depression, 
the other person doesn't often know how to to have mm. hold that conversation or space. So mm. reaching out to someone who does understand is going to have a much better response and and can encourage you to continue being open and vulnerable is a really mm. important thing. So people that you trust, people that have had similar experiences, people in the mental health space um, that you feel like you connect with will encourage you to not feel ashamed of of sharing yeah. those things and not having yeah. to do it alone because there's so much power in lightening your load. There's so much power. Think of mm. how much you can achieve when every day you feel so mentally ready and prepared mm. and excited for the day yeah. ahead. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's amazing once you're in, um, you know, uh, yeah, it's amazing how you can keep functioning to that point, but there's always, um, uh, you know, ramifications from pushing through something yeah. which I learned, which was obviously um, with the autoimmune issues that I've had um, mm. from that time. And, it, and I think simply when it came time to sell my business and I made that decision, I was burnt out because mm. some people are like, why did you sell it? And I'm like, because I don't think I could have kept going as yeah. hard as I was going. Um, Pre-kids, you know, that was when I did, um, I just worked crazy, crazy hours mm. and it was physical and um, the mental stress load was, was huge um but I did get a bit addicted to it it's a bit like a drug in a sense (laughs) um and I knew what was coming every Christmas time because it was such a seasonal business but I think that I um you know I think for anyone if you're feeling that way and you're not feeling like it's easy sometimes Mm -hmm. you can go through certain stages when a big change happens Mm -hmm. but then it settles but if it continues going on for me it was probably like eight years or you know like I think I don't know why I did it for so long and never really did anything about it um and I think you just think you can manage it on your own yeah totally and like you said we all have seasons of life sometimes you're going to feel really motivated energized Mm. and up and other times you're going to feel a little bit flat and that's Mm. totally normal that's a normal part if you can allow your business to ebb and flow with your own phases of life then that's a really beautiful thing that allows Mm. your your lifestyle to fit into your mental health and the space Mm. that you're operating in I think even when you're feeling flat and low it's it's never a bad time to be like, okay, like how can I use this time to turn inwards and and have the support to make sure that I am doing all of these things for myself? Because often mm. when we're feeling flat, that's when we find it hardest to reach out for support. When you start to yeah. feel a little bit better, that's when you're like, mm. okay, well, I, I'm going to, I actually have the energy to do this. Mm. So yeah. I think, yeah, it's such a, mental health is such a, interesting space to hear Mm. everyone's different experiences and perspectives but Mm. it's it's one of the most defining factors of our lives when we when we can look back on our life on our deathbed and think about like how did you feel what what's the Mm. how did you feel throughout your life were you Mm. working the whole time did you enjoy working the whole time Mm. like yeah living your best life yeah (laughs) yeah that's what it's all about isn't it totally Mm. and so Anna my last question for for you is what are your tips for creating more work-life balance in your product business that's for the ladies a, listening that's a great, recommend? that's a great question and 
it's always a constant juggling act, right? Like we're, we're constantly having to reassess and, and look at the way things are working and ask yourself, like, is this aligned? Is this working for me? But yeah. we talked about it. The, I think the number one thing is having someone to hold space for you. So mm-hmm. if that is a business mentor or a counselor or someone in your life who you can have uh, an opportunity to say what's on your your mind on your chest without any judgment that's such an important important thing we all need that in our lives mm-hmm. where we're, mm-hmm. we're having an objective um, perspective put into mm-hmm. our business or our mental health those types of things can really help help us propel ourselves in the right direction I think that's really mm-hmm. underrated because again we've we've like this is my business I need to do it on my own that mm-hmm. there are speaking out and reaching out for support yeah definitely yeah. Even if that's through group group coaching or business mm-hmm. mentoring or whatever it is like having mm-hmm. that space to talk mm-hmm. about your fears and talk about your yeah. worries is important yeah um, a soundboard is really important isn't it because it can be quite a lonely journey isolating mm-hmm. journey when you're in business on your own yeah, definitely. Other people around you don't necessarily aren't running their business, so they don't really quite understand what yeah. is what's going on, yeah. and they might what be wanting to offer advice, even though they've never got any experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think it's really um, it's important to find like-minded others that get you mm-hmm. and you feel support through a community. Yeah, uh, I think like-mindedness goes so far. You know when. So other people can swap stories and mm. um and, and it can kind of mean then you're not so alone anymore yeah other people have experienced the same as you yeah definitely and one of the one of the most beautiful things is to feel felt by others like when you express mm. how you're feeling and someone goes mm. I know exactly what that feels like yeah that's, that's such a liberating thing because you're yeah. like, oh, I'm, I'm not crazy or I'm not failing yeah or <laughs> yeah and yeah. you can you can learn from the blueprints that other people have set out in front of you as well, which is really mm. beautiful. So yeah. that's probably supports number one. I definitely think that's mm. a huge one. But also being really intentional with your your time, being mm. intentional and and this again, being brutally honest with yourself and catching mm. yourself when you're like, yeah. I don't I don't have any time. That's but- a good tip. Yeah, <laughs> that is a good tip. It's about yeah, well, what is your time being spent on if yeah. you don't have any time? Because even the busiest people. Um, with the biggest job can still make time for a morning exercise or they yeah. can still make time to schedule in a date night you know yeah. with their partner like yeah. there is always enough time it's about what you prioritize really exactly and and I think lastly the the best advice I can give is to create pockets of white space in your calendar where mm. you you're not doing anything you're not allowed to be on your phone you have mm. to just be bored because a lot of the time in those spaces when we're bored that's when our creative mind really comes out to play and we we oh, often... I love that yeah that's a great the white space I yeah. Think yeah yeah and and that's how we learn and process right when we're bored and when we're flicking through what's going on in our head that's how our memories are stored and how we learn mm. and 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 we start to kind of look at things from a different perspective mm. but I think especially in business like creativity is your lifeblood like you need to be able to be able to look at what you're doing from a different perspective to breathe new life into things and we can't do that when our schedule's full so having some scheduled in time each and every week or every day Mm. if you can for being bored no phone (laughs) sitting just staring at the wall whatever it is yeah yeah (laughs) 
and making other yeah providing like allowing space for mm. things to to come in um because if you're too busy and you've got too many things on you never get that time to have that creativity yeah. um yeah. and it is a bit of a de-stressor as well when you're not so heavily booked um yeah, yeah no that's great it's it's really about allowing that space for your for your mind well that's been wonderful thanks so much anna i've really enjoyed today and 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 your background story I'm like I won't forget that because I've never met anybody who has had a um a theme park accident and um it's obviously you know impacted you obviously in so many ways that you've you've put it to good to a good sort of purpose in life in helping other people um out of out of an accident so um thanks so much for being here if any of our listeners want to find out more about you where can they where can they find you i am definitely over on instagram and anna the anxiety coach um you can also check out my website at annafergusoncoaching.com where you'll find all of my programs and how to work with me on there as well but definitely come say hi on insta i am very active on there but sarah sarah thank you so much for having me on your podcast i i can't wait to um see the amazing things that your women get to achieve through all of the different tools and resources that you bring so it's been an honor thank you thank you it's been great and um If you've loved this episode, please make sure to share it with a friend or leave us a review so more people can find us. It's time for me to say goodbye and I'll see you on our next episode. Loved this episode of Products to Profits? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate and leave a review. It's very much appreciated.